Um, hello everyone, my name is Dinkar Sharma and uh, I work as a technical marketing engineer in Cisco Secure Technical Alliance team uh, based in RTP uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, in today's presentation, we will talk about Cisco Secure Firewall, uh, which is also known as Firepower Threat Defense or Cisco NGFW or sometimes even simply Firepower. Uh, we will briefly cover different security policies such as access control, security intelligence, secure IPS, anti-malware protection policy, uh, TrustSec, TLS decryption policies that brings together various security controls and protect your network against various threats. We will also briefly cover other key features like network discovery policy, indication of compromise events, Cisco Threat Intelligence Director, and SecureX that brings additional threat intelligence facilitates correlation of various security events, unifies visibility, and maximizes operational efficiency by expediting threat hunting. We will call it a day uh, with the two lab demo sessions. Uh, demo one will be Cisco Secure Firewall Policy and Dashboard Walkthrough. I will also briefly uh, demo uh, Cisco's Extended Detection and Response Solution, which is called SecureX. Uh, demo two will be a Cisco Secure Firewall uh, security control validation using Attack IQ, which will be delivered by uh, Corey Shutliff from uh, Attack IQ. Let's move on to the next one. So, so question is why Cisco Secure Firewall? The Cisco Secure Firewall provides world-class security controls that delivers great protections for your network against an increasingly evolving and complex set of threats and threat actors. Cisco Firewall offers three times the performance boost over various you know, previous generations of appliances, unique hardware-based capabilities for inspecting encrypted traffic at scale, and human-readable SNOT3 rules in the IPS policies that helps in simplifying security policies. Uh, dynamic application visibility uh, and control is available through Cisco Secure Workload Integration for consistent protection uh, for a lot of modern applications across the network and, and you know, the workloads um, either on your private cloud or public cloud. Cisco Firewall offers a variety of management options that streamlines uh, security policy and device management across your extended network and accelerate uh, key security operations. In Cisco, we offer three different platforms. The first one is called Firepower Device Manager, which is an on-box manager. Uh, second one is a cloud solution, uh, which is known as Cisco Defense Orchestrator. And the third one is most uh, known as Firepower Management Center, which is our mostly used um, uh, management solution. It could either be an appliance or, uh, uh, you know, physical or a virtual box that can be used to manage firewalls. We also integrate with a lot of other Cisco and third-party solutions across network, cloud, email, internet, and various endpoints that provides you with a broad and deep portfolio of security products. All of these working together, you know, to correlate multiple security events and assist in eliminating noise and stop threats faster. So let's uh, talk about the firewall policy components. Uh, the first one um, is, is access control policy. Uh, we have a variety of controls uh, that ensure efficient security layer as well as enforce acceptable use policy. Our primary access control policy uh, includes inspection and control from layer four to layer seven and can be configured to pull feeds from uh, uh, TELOS, uh, which is our threat intelligence organization in the form of security intelligence. This feed from TELOS allows the firewall to intelligently block or allow uh, flows based on different ob observables, which includes IPv4, IPv6, URLs, domain names, uh, and fully qualified uh, lists, fully qualified domain names. Um, application control is also a critical requirement. So our application visibility control engine and open app ID uh, can easily meet your application control needs along with our over 4,000 predefined apps. Um, URL and uh, uh, DNS 
URL categories and DNS layer uh, brings another security control. Um, again, the feed from Cisco uh, Intelli Taylor's intelligence uh, can be used by administrators uh, where they can define different reputation and category-based category uh, access control rules for DNS and web traffic. Combining all these controls within the access control policy definition uh, provides a superior defense in depth uh, in terms of layer of security. So a critical part to improving the scoping of threats, um, threat events based on their impact or in, in automating the security configuration is detecting the scale, the state of the host on your network, basically profiling your end hosts, profiling your endpoints. Our network discovery policy is what gives you uh, that power and visibility. With the help of network discovery, we dynamically create host profiles of the devices seen in the network. Um, this is done without any you know, software and any type of agent installed at the endpoint. And it is actively done through by, by inspecting the traffic and categorizing the flows to create uh, this this you know uh, corpus of data some of the elements uh, that we capture uh, about the host or the assets on the network and build a host profile are ip address operating system uh, application service uh, server services protocols and different types of vulnerabilities uh, you know which those operating systems are um, applications might be affected too. All these elements or attributes provide quick intelligence on indication of compromises seen against a host and influence our security policy um, design uh, in, in general. Uh, the next important component is secure IPS or in general an IPS policy. Um, Cisco's IPS policy provides intelligence based on open source IPS solution known as SNOT. We support both SNOT2 and SNOT3 uh, capabilities. Um, we prioritize the, the security events uh, generated by an IPS policy by impact flags. These are the buckets of categories that segments alerts, you know, by their potential impact. In, in any, you know, SOC environment, the administrators would like to first in, investigate and remediate alerts that have high impact and greatly reduce the burden of overloaded IPS events. We can also tune IPS signatures to meet the environment. Um, with the help of automated uh, recommendation feature, the device can list down various signatures that should be in place to have the highest protection while uh, reducing the number of rules that will never trigger uh, you know, in, in general and and possibly be bringing false positives. This also allows the administrator to tune the IPS signatures with ease and reduce the rule set to improve performance and uh, reduce any type of noise um, in the form of, you know, false positives. As I mentioned, we support both SNOT3 and uh, SNOT2 and SNOT3. We actually started uh, supporting SNOT3 from firewall version 7.1 onwards. And uh, it's it's officially launched and is being used by uh, our customers. Uh, it's a sweeping upgrade, which you know, which features improvements and uh, and and new capabilities, resulting in enhanced performance, fast processing, improved scalability for your network, and a with a with a range of you know 200 plus plugins, uh, which the administrators can use to create custom setup or custom signatures or policies in, for their networks. The next important element is indication of uh, compromise events. Uh, these are behavioral traits uh, that something is wrong or questionable in your network and uh, you know that needs to be uh, looked into. These IOCs can be signals from um, escalation of privilege, uh, communications to the command and control servers, fingerprinting that shows commonality to exploit kits or, you know, compromises. Cisco's firewall management center, which is our management solution, makes it very easy to observe and interact with these IOC events. And uh, they are derived from, you know, various type of security events, which would include uh, security intelligence, IPS and malware, or even in general uh, connection events. These IOCs or indication of compromise 
uh, events they facilitate they can also facilitate remediation firewall can also be set up uh, to take automated actions uh, this drives down the time to detect and response which is the end goal of security uh, these can be simple type of actions such as blocking uh, a specific connection or blocking a particular host or hosts or even for a deeper pervasive approach uh, cisco's rapid threat containment solution can be used to automatically remove these endpoints an example of uh, cisco's rapid threat containment solution or use case would be um, you know using fmcnis uh, firepower management center and cisco's identity service engine uh, solution um, cisco ice is is a network access control uh, um, you know enforcer in your network uh, with the ability uh, for the FMC to quarantine endpoints using that ICE. Um, so when whenever Firepower Management Center generate or receives uh, various types of events, which indicates that some something is wrong with a host, uh, uh, with a particular host or host in your network, based on indication of compromise events or IPS events or malware events, you know, ICE could be... Uh, uh, you know, contacted uh, via an API call by FMC to, you know, to kick the user off the network or change the context of the user and the endpoint so that the different actions are taken uh, within the network infrastructure. Next, we have uh, AMP policy, uh, anti-malware protection policy, or, you know, in, in, in simple, it can also be called a file policy. You know, Cisco's AMP solution is the industry's leading malware uh, protection solution uh, with a database over 500 million uh, known files and over 1.5 million new incoming file samples every day. AMP provides not only global threat protection, but also extensive visibility during and after an, uh, a malware attack. With AMP, a world-class malware database is paired with context-aware monitoring along with retrospective uh, malware analysis and a threat grid sandboxing server uh, that provides an anti-malware solution. All this is done through, you know, various telemetry streams uh, that includes metadata fingerprinting, understanding the file and the network input output, um, uncovering uh, what, you know, processes are being called or exploited and understand what, what has been gleaned from, uh, you know, secure malware analytics intelligence um, secure malware analytics uh, or you know in general sma is our sandboxing environment which was also formerly known as threat grid the deep analytic engine within the threat grid further executes the file in a bare metal environment sandbox environment and the data is compared against global security intelligence as well as correlation of, uh, you know, rules or policies with the specific customer-based activities to form decision against those files. Next, we have uh, uh, TrustSec. Um, Cisco's TrustSec allows the segmentation it, it, of, of your network. It's a, a, you know, highly scalable and agile technology that allows the association of network devices to be uh, categorized into different groups or tags or sometimes, you know, it, it, or, or simply known as SGTs or secure group tags. Um, this deep intelligence of the attached uh, devices can be used to control traffic. Again, Cisco ICE, uh, which is our network access control technology, is, is the uh, product behind, uh, you know, orchestrating these behavioral controls, creating and maintaining consist consistent policies across your IT environment. Uh, and it's, it's supported by a lot of Cisco security or in general, you know, the, the enterprise networking products as well. Uh, with respect to firewall, um, TrustSec allows us to micro segment the network and assign memberships to those segments. For example, um, redirecting a device to, you know, to quarantine for further enforcement uh, which, you know, if, if is found communicating to a command and control servers by the IOC events in, in, in firewall. Uh, next we have, um, TLS decryption. Um, we all know with 
today's uh, networks becoming more and more uh, blind to ever increasing percentage of encrypted traffic we can no longer you know take it for granted we need ssl decryption not only to tackle these encrypted threats uh, malicious api calls but also to perform access control on micro applications for example you know uh, um, an enterprise might allow facebook for marketing purpose uh, but they might not uh, want to allow uh, the other micro applications within facebook which includes either facebook video or facebook games so cisco next generation firewall hardware greatly reduced reduces the performance impact caused by the ssl decryption man in the middle uh, task they can enforce access control on on tls version uh, cipher strength and the type of uh, you know certificate which is being used for tls communication if there is a need that we don't need to decrypt tls traffic or we don't want to uh, decrypt tls traffic for example uh, tls 1.3 brings a lot of challenges with respect to decryption there are no worries you know we we can configure access control policies to evaluate url and application control conditions when a client connects to a tls 1.3 based server our tls server identity discovery feature enable these conditions to be evaluated without decrypting the traffic so all these various controls you know whether you need tls decryption or without uh, tls decryption uh, for tls 1.3 uh, allows our customers to enforce granular policies for TLS traffic inspection and provide detailed tracking and logging, uh, you know, capabilities for TLS sessions. Next, we have Cisco Threat Intelligence Director. Um, so many of you know the customers they have invested in their own threat intelligence uh, feed solutions, uh, which are used to extend the intelligence that derives the threat uh, protection layer. Cisco Threat Intelligence Director gives us, um, you know, an open environment that will take all these feeds, parse the data down into uh, usable observables or indicators, and then feed them into firewall for access control rule creation or design your security policies accordingly. Sticks and Taxi uh, are the well-defined standards behind this functionality that direct how information is packaged and delivered. Some examples that may use this functionality are the feeds from third-party solutions like ThreatQ, uh, Threat uh, Infoblocks, Alien Vault, um, Cyware, and, and there are many others as well. SecureX. So SecureX is Cisco's cloud-native solution for extended detection and response, in short, XGR. Um, it's an XDR platform that provides unified visibility across all parts of Cisco or third-party security portfolio. Uh, the primary goal is to correlate all the security events and provide a centralized incident uh, detection and response capabilities with comprehensive monitoring uh, across the entire attack service surface. Uh, it maximizes operational efficiency with automated workflows that reduce threat hunting time and manual tasks to stay compliant and counter attacks. Cisco Secure Firewall or, or FTD can also be integrated in SecureX platform that automates uh, workflows to improve the operational efficiencies. I'll be briefly uh, you know, giving a demo about SecureX as well, uh, which is coming in the next section. Um, last, uh, we have security events. So, you know, based on all the uh, you know threat intelligence feed and the intelligence uh, firewall you know puts together to to implement those uh, uh, you know access control rules or enforces you know different security controls in your network it generates a, a lot of security events as well while primarily you know there are uh, five or six type of events um, you know including connection events uh, file events intrusion prevention events uh, malware events, um, you know, all these security events and information can be leveraged by a lot of uh, CM solution, which is, you know, security information and event management solutions like Splunk, QRadar, or ArcSight, you know, which can expedite your incident response and, and threat hunting process. So, uh, so with Splunk uh, and QRadar and, and ArcSight, we do have, you know, uh, this Firepower app, which can 
which can receive uh, events from your firewall in the form of syslog or eStreamer and provide you with a nice dashboard, which just like, you know, the firewall uh, management center, uh, which can be, you know, leveraged by either the SOC operation teams or, or the incident response team for, for threat analysis and threat hunting. All right. Um, I'll be moving on to uh, of, uh, the demo part one, which will be, uh, you know, a walkthrough of uh, Cisco Firepower, Cisco Firepower Management Center policy uh, and and uh, dashboard walkthrough. Okay, so this is uh, the Cisco Firepower Management Center, uh, um, which is one of our uh, one and the mostly used management solution uh, for for firewall management and. Uh, it can be a physical appliance or a virtual appliance. For example, this one is a virtual FMC installed on a VMware. And as you can see, this is the default screen, which, you know, the user gets. And uh, we have a lot of predefined dashboard widgets, which uh, which are based on different types of telemetry and the firepower management center receives from the firewalls in terms of security events or as a part of uh, the NMAP and or the network discovery policies can it 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 runs so we have different dashboards depending upon the category so under network we have a lot of you know um application uh, url business relevant uh, categories which can provide you details and then under threat we have uh, all the I ips uh, related data and file inspection related information uh, for example this this uh, this uh, graph shows different types of uh, security uh, IPS events received from the firewall uh, based on the impact flag. And then we also display a list of different types of, you know, types of files seen in the network uh, and uh, possibly uh, detected as a malware threats in the network. So yeah, similarly, we have intrusion events, which includes uh, intrusion events, depending upon different categories, it could be application protocol, source IP, uh, you know, the top destination targets and uh, all these helps uh, with respect to, um, you know, finding out those indication of compromises. So speaking of indication of compromises, um, so if we go to, um, you know, so analysis connection, we have uh, events, which is in general, uh, the flows connection events, and then we have security intelligence events, uh, which uh, are generated based on the threat feed received from uh, Cisco's uh, Talos uh, we, we spoke about. So um, if I quickly go ahead and select the time since last one week and click on apply. Okay, so these are, you know, the, um, the blocks, either IP block for, for different types of categories which have been implemented by uh, based on the threat feed we receive from security intelligence and security intelligence events can also be contributing to the uh, indication of compromise so so we have connection events we have security intelligence events and then we have intrusion events uh, on, and and then if we go under hosts and click on indicator of compromise this is where we see all of the um, all of the IOC events and these events are based on the different types of uh, security events we have received. For example, if there is, uh, if, if an intrusion event was, so for this host, we saw an intrusion event. Uh, and then similarly for the same host, we saw an, an, an a security intelligence event, which means something bad is happening with this uh, a specific host. Uh, and and this definitely you know uh, is eligible for for an entity which is you know uh, related to indication of compromised host. So so these are different types of uh, security events we spoke about. And before I move on to policy, uh, so different policy components, I would like to talk to and show you the the network discovery policy we were talking about. So. So the network discovery policy is the one which uh, learns about different types of hosts and profiles the host in your network. And this is done through uh, an NMAP scan performed by the firewall management center. 
And this is where you can define what type of networks you would like to scan and build a host profile data for. Uh, it could be based on different types of zones you have configured in, in firewall management center, including uh, different types of networks. Um, and what is it you would like to uh, monitor? For example, hosts, which would include the operating system and other attribute information. Uh, users, which will include, I believe, uh, LDAP data and uh, all of the um, information, uh, username and password information exchanged through different protocols like FTP, SMTP, and then various types of application. So, and, and of course you can define, uh, you can include an uh, exclude list if you want, if there is something you would not like to be a part of the scan. So, so yeah, this is what build, builds the uh, host profile. And if we go to uh, hosts and host analysis, host and host, and yep, yeah, this is what the network discovery policy does. It learns about, uh, you know, it builds a profile of different hosts in your network and, and gives you that context um, for policy creation. All right, so for, for security policies, uh, we have, uh, uh, so our primary, our primary policy is access control policy. And, uh, and this is where we define all of our access rules uh, along with other security policies. So for example, this is where we define the SSL decryption policy. And uh, then within an access rule, we have, uh, if we edit and we go to inspection, we have our IPS policy. So IPS policy and file policy can be per rule basis. Uh, so this is where we define our secure IPS or our or malware policy or AMP policy. And then definitely we have different types of, uh, you know, controls based on applications, uh, URLs, uh, which can be defined uh, even along with identity information, whether we would like to block uh, a particular group of users or a specific user. And then um, at the global level, uh, we have security intelligence. So we, we can, uh, we can either block uh, connections based on IP address or, you know, domain names and URLs, uh, you know, based on their categories and uh, Cisco Talos is the team, which, which works on building these categories. And this threat feed is, uh, downloaded from, um, uh, Talos like every, you know, based on the configuration parameters, every two hours, every 24 hours, whatever you have configured. Um, all right. So this is, um, these are the different policy components and, you know, the, the security events of firewall management center. Uh, I just would like to give a brief overview of our SecureX platform, which is our uh, cloud-based extended detection and response uh, solution. So firewall management center can also be integrated with SecureX. And what it does is it receives all the uh, security events via API calls between FMC and itself and, and gives you this nice dashboard, a unified visibility. Um, so this can, and this can not only be for firewalls. So for example, if you have other Cisco security solutions or third party uh, firewalls, which, which you have integrated with SecureX will give you a one place visibility, one uh, location where all of the security events can be uh, received and analyzed. So for example, um, you know, if, if we, if we have to investigate, um, secure, uh, secure X receive all of those events and it can give you the capability of analyzing those events. Um, so for example, let's say if we have this, this host, uh, by the way, if we only send uh, uh, security, uh, uh, impact level one and impact level two events, and we automatically promote them to uh, an incident. But if there is something which has not been flagged by SecureX, you can definitely uh, go ahead and you know manually uh, categorize into as an incident and then start investigating it. So, for example, let's say you know we suspect something is wrong with this uh, you know source IP or or uh, IP address. We can click here and you know promote it in, into an incident. And if we go back to SecureX. Uh, there is a small ribbon down here, ribbon down here, which can actually help you to analyze uh, 
uh, or, or access the incident response book directly from the um, from that ribbon itself. So if we go here and um, so yeah, if we go here and we just click on investigate incident. Uh, okay, so let's say let's select all. Now let's just go for one. Uh, let's just take twenty five, which was earlier there, and click on investigate threat intelligence. So Cisco SecureX can also be integrated with the uh, with a lot of other uh, third party intelligence uh, threat intelligence feed, which can be used and receive that information, and then it can be investigated right here. And it gives you a nice, uh, you know, UI form in terms of, yeah, it gives you a nice UI look um, in terms of the the investigation it has done, and that can be, you know, uh, taken further for for the investigation. Um, all right, I'll I'll just stop it here. Um, just a quick overview of the Cisco Firepower Splunk app. So this is Splunk and the Firepower Splunk app installed on, 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 on Ubuntu-based Splunk. And this app is receiving uh, security intelligence, uh, sorry, security events in the form of syslog or eStreamer from Fire, Firepower, Firewall and the Firepower Management Center. And it gives you a nice dashboard look, just like Firewall Management Center, which can be used for uh, for security incident analysis and threat hunting. All right, now uh, I will be handing over to Eric uh, from Cisco, who will be walking us through uh, Cisco's anti-malware protection solution, which is known as Cisco Secure Endpoint. Over to you, uh, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, Dinkar. Hello to everyone. I'm Eric Howard. I lead uh, the Secure Endpoint technical marketing team inside of Cisco Security. And I'm going to talk about Cisco Secure Endpoint, some of the capabilities that it delivers and provides, and talk about how we've partnered with Attack IQ to deliver some security efficacy testing and the ability for our customers to prove value in Cisco Secure Endpoint by using Attack IQ for breach and attack simulation. So when we talk about Secure Endpoint, we're actually trying to redefine how it's been understood from a Cisco perspective. There are several security products from Cisco that have worked on the endpoint for some time. Of course, there's AnyConnect, which is more than just a VPN tool. There is Secure Endpoint, formerly known as AMP for Endpoints, which addresses malware and problems in the same space uh, as malware. So any kind of issues related to bad files, behavior issues, or um, instances on an endpoint that needs to be uh, adjusted, corrected, or prevented. And then there are other security technologies that work at the endpoint to bring insight and efficacy also. There are tools such as Orbital, which is our ability to hunt across uh, our managed fleet of systems so that we can either hunt for threats, indication of compromise, investigation, or to help build in uh, necessary context for response. Of course, tools like Umbrella um, and Duo also aid at endpoint uh, prevention and providing security. So when we talk about secure endpoint, we're actually looking at what we would deem a full stack of capabilities that need to be delivered at the endpoint. And the stack of capabilities that include everything from VPN type technologies, the ability to assess posture, of course, looking for malware and things related to malware. But all of these particular technology and capabilities should produce outcomes for a customer, one of which you've heard Dean Carr mention already, which is called XDR. XDR, Extended Detection and Response, is the blend of both network and endpoint detection and response capabilities that, in the, when delivered, should help drive response faster than ever before by being able to have good, broad, contextual insight into what an attacker has actually done inside of your environment. EPP or endpoint protection and EDR of is of course is of course a key driver for the endpoint capabilities that we deliver. 
Zero Trust and SASE are other deployment models or security architecture where secure endpoint becomes a key component of the modern security stack. And so there is a modern security stack for the endpoint itself, but then there's a modern security stack across your organization that reaches into deployment methodologies and security architectures, as I've mentioned, such as XDR, Zero Trust, SASE, or a more standard and direct EPP, EDR implementation that might be needed. Here's why I love the endpoint. In my estimation, the endpoint is the last line of defense. It sounds a little bit like uh, maybe Star Wars or Star Trek, but I tend to say that it's the last best hope to secure the assets that your users use to do their daily work. As Dinkar mentioned there, the networks are going dim with encrypted traffic, and there's some traffic you may not be able to break apart to gain inspection across the network layer with the spread and proliferation of cloud access business systems. We still need to have visibility on the devices used to access key corporate data. And at the end of the day, the endpoint is where the attackers are targeting. They need to have a system to land their attacks on. They need to have a system to pivot on. They need to have a system that allows them to gain access to the data that matters to them so that they can then uh, gain their net effect at the end of the day. And so the endpoint itself is still the last line of defense for any network. And the endpoints that I'm talking about, these could be Windows, um, clients or servers. It could be Linux and Mac, iOS or Android devices. These operational endpoints that we must secure do not exist in isolation. What we look at is the endpoint and having many capabilities and how it should feed into uh, modern security stack. Let's take a moment and dig in on what those capabilities should provide. Of course, there needs to be some sense of file reputation. There needs to be an ability to look at an endpoint, whether it is on our network or off of our network, and see what systems it's been reaching out to talk to, what are the network flows that we can see and correlate against. Being able to provide system process protection, which means that I have the ability to prevent attackers from abusing trusted system processes to gain things like privilege escalation or to pull down uh, uh, user information. And so while there is this notion of front-end prevention, again, that includes things like exploit prevention, where I can um, uh, protect against trusted and key business applications, of course, ransomware protection, but not everything can be prevented. And I think that's a key thing we've got to understand if we're going to do security well. Nothing is 100% when it comes to prevention. If you are backed by good detection, we should be able to then use what we can see, such as what are the indications of compromise that have triggered? What's most prevalent or least prevalent in my environment? Is there some new file that's been introduced that's never been seen before? It's the first time we've seen that. Is it a true zero day that we need to be able to gain insight into because we can see it's new, it's low in prevalence, and we don't have much insight into execution behavior? We're able to map things like vulnerability surfaces and so that we can see if tools such as Kenna, our vulnerability, our risk-based vulnerability tool, can relate to us uh, uh, operating system vulnerabilities that might make us more exposed or give us a higher level of risk that causes us to determine how we respond and maybe we point our response at systems that actually present themselves with higher risk on the network. Orbital is our advanced search tool that enables our users to do threat hunting on their own using using observables like uh, file hashes or IP addresses or domains or URLs. You can hunt through your managed fleet of systems and gain insight to systems that have made recent uh, DNS queries to a particular domain of concern. You can see what's running in a process table on a system at that moment in time. So it's a great way to get a quick snapshot into what's running on any host in the environment. Uh, 
Thirdly, the third tier of solid endpoint uh, security is the ability to respond. For us, response takes a few, few, few turns here. One is the ability to provide what we call retrospective security. Retrospective security means that we are watching all of the points you've seen uh, in the blue and purple here so that if we ever change our mind about the disposition of a file, about a particular point of behavior, um, about a particular IP address or, or domain we've seen a system uh, either initiate or receive a connection from, then we can use the log of that data. We grab, grab system telemetry, and you'll see this in just a moment without regard to disposition. Because if we ever change our mind, we need to be able to inform our customers that we've done so. There may be a true zero day that makes it onto a host. We need to log where it's been, what it's done, how it's interacted with other system processes, what it's executed and how it's executed. So that again, if we change our mind, we can reach back as it were in time to quarantine that binary, shut that file down, remove that PDF or Word doc or whatever it might be, so that you have the ability to, again, respond faster than ever before. Response also includes things like endpoint isolation, where we can essentially uh, lock a host into uh, an isolated uh, point where it can only talk to our cloud for threat intelligence and insight, but also can be uh, used. You can also use tools like Orbital to interrogate that system in real time but it is not allowed to talk to any other systems that you may not have expressly allowed as a part of policy. Automated actions and orchestrator, cross-platform response, these are initiated both inside of Secure Endpoint and as a part of its connection to SecureX. Every Cisco security product comes SecureX enabled. That means that if you uh, choose to try out or test or purchase Cisco Secure Endpoint, you have access to SecureX included. And that means all of the integrations that Dinkar has mentioned that happen via SecureX can be triggered via events that have started in Endpoint. So here's how you tell that story. We take all of the Cisco security products, be they firewall, endpoint, uh, ISRs, our web appliances, our email, be it cloud or appliance, Cisco umbrella. All of these reference one threat intelligence cloud backed by Talos, which is our threat research organization. There are tools that do malware analytics or some sandboxing uh, on steroids, if you will, that allow us to really bolster what we make available across all of the security products. So earlier I said the endpoint uh, cannot operate in isolation. The endpoints that we manage are not in isolation and security can't be done in isolation. This is what that means. Context needs to be brought to bear on two factors, both on the ability to see broadly what has happened across an organization, but then very deeply when I need to pivot into a specific product. So if I am focused on firewall, what are the specifics that firewall exposes for me? And I use the console there to do so. But if I need to, I have the ability to pivot quickly to a tool like Secure Endpoint so that inside of Secure Endpoint, I can grab insight and detail that a firewall does not open up for me. Things like file location on disk. Things like what user context was an executable run under. Things like what command lines do we see uh, trapped in execution states of systems. And so being able to quickly see down to the actual control point itself, what we are able to add gives context. We cannot operate in isolation. To bring this even further, Dinkar mentioned XDR. And I said XDR is the, the, the combination of both network detection and response and endpoint detection and response. The goal of XDR is to make sure you get visibility control across all of your attack vectors and can respond faster than ever before. We used to call this uh, see once block everywhere. We used to call it AMP everywhere, but this was the ability to quickly gain protection across the entire platform, no matter what the interdiction uh, tool might be, endpoint or firewall or secure email, but also now use those tools to gain contextual awareness of what happened in the view of that tool itself. Here's how we make that work. 
SecureX enables XDR for us. Built into SecureX is tooling, things like we call it a ribbon. Notice on your screen now, the little blue shaded area. That is a, a web tool that follows you across all of the Cisco Secure products. It remains context sensitive to the environment you're working in, but it also brings together anything you've created, such as case books, which can be a place to quickly gather insight as you're building context to respond, to know what observables matter to an incident or an occurrence. Um, it also allows you to do some sharing with other uh, analysts where you're working on a case book together and teaming on a particular incident as you respond. Also, orchestration is a tool of SecureX, whereby we can take the manual tasks of response after we've done our investigative work, we can take those manual tasks and submit them for automation. Things like go get a forensic snapshot from the endpoint. What does that mean? That means that I don't have to deploy tools out to an endpoint that might be at the far end of a slow internet connection or potentially even uh, um, uh, very busy and I can't get what I need out of the system because I can't pull back uh, a, a memory dump or a disk image um, because it's too large and will bog down uh, that system itself. Forensic snapshots are able to quickly grab a view of what's live and running on a system at a point in time so that I can see posture on any system in relation to an event. Now, these tools that come inside of SecureX are built to do two things for you. It is to give you enriched insight and to give you faster response. I think that's a theme that you're probably picking up on right now. Faster response is the key to any tooling that we're going to provide and Secure Endpoint enables that by its connection to SecureX. This is a dashboard of Secure Endpoint. And this will be the point where now I'll pivot to actually showing you the product, clicking through some things, and uh, you'll see how the product works. And then after, you'll get a, a demo of how these things come together to work uh, with Attack IQ in particular. What we've done before I move to the demo is that we've partnered with Attack IQ on the secure endpoint proof of concept or proof of value side where prospects who would like to try out Secure Endpoint but don't know how to best go into efficacy testing, uh, they don't want to fool with uh, downloading malware and having to host that and deal with uh, all of the, the, you know, the work that might come to make sure their environments are protected. We provide customers a virtual environment, uh, a Windows device, and access to uh, Attack IQ's template of uh, um, Windows assessments that can be run against any standard Windows system, whereby all you have to do is double click, run an assessment button, and Attack IQ goes in the background of dropping malware, trying to exploit uh, running applications, bringing down ransomware, and a whole host of things that are in Attack IQ's template library, so that then you can we can expose to our customers what they get to see from Secure Endpoints console as a point of proof of technology or proof of concept or value. With that said, let me get into showing you Secure Endpoint at work right now. This is our Secure Endpoint console. I'm logged into what we call an overview page. It allows you to see what looks like a um, typical kind of AV style dashboard. I'm able to see uh, what we call compromised systems or compromises in our environment, get you down to what we call the root cause of the threat. These would be the entry point of um, any particular threat we've noted on a system. We're even giving you insight into some of the data we're tracking on each particular uh, system. We've got vulnerability insight. Uh, we've got a breakdown of the computer spread. So what are the operating systems that we're protecting on and on? Typical antivirus style view. But if I pivot into what we call our inbox, it allows us to now get to work. I've got a list of systems here. Some of these are demo systems. They're in my demo environment. But I'm going to go right into one I've already pulled in to what we call in progress. I've said this is something I'm working on. I don't want anyone to you know, intrude on my work on this particular system. When I pull this system up, I have the ability to see now what's going on with this particular host. 
When I pull this system up, I've got the ability now to see a few things about what's going on with this host. I've got operating system. I know the connector version running. I know when it was installed and when it last checked in. But I also now have the a list of um, threats that we've detected or behavior patterns that have risen that we would call a compromise. You'll notice here PowerShell called out as an issue um, in on this particular host. PowerShell is a trusted application. I can't go quarantine that. It's used by almost every system administrator uh, in the world. But I can observe behavior kicked off and connected to PowerShell that is problematic. Now, if there's enough here with what I see, I can begin to take action. I can go and view a snapshot that may have already been taken for me so that I can see what's the posture of this particular host in relation to the threat event that's been called to mind. What does that mean? That means I see what is in auto exec. I am able to see what ports are open and what applications are tied to those open ports. I can see what, if any, drives are mapped. I have the full PowerShell history of this host. I'm able to see the full text of the scripts that are executed by PowerShell. I know what's set to state and stage to run faster because it's in the prefetch. I know what scheduled tasks have been built on a particular system. I know what's in startup. There's a whole host of data here that can be used to, again, to gain insight into what's real on this particular system at this state in time. I talked about isolation. If I want to, I can begin to kick off isolation of this host so that when isolation begins, this host can't talk to anything but my security cloud and any other particular tools that I've allowed it to talk to. Now, there's more data behind this, and so we'll just choose one of these events to drill in. This is a view that we call device trajectory. I mentioned earlier that um, Cisco Secure Endpoint does not track just malicious activity. It tracks all system behavior. What that means is from the time you install the security connector until you are logged into the console looking at a particular slice of time, we have insight into what happened. You'll notice on the y-axis, there are running processes and files that will be noted here. And then along the X line, you'll see how they connect together, what executed what. And so for this particular event that called out, I see that something launched a Tor connection. And while it may not be malicious necessarily, this might be something that we do not allow inside of our organization or environment. I have now at hand, of course, the event itself. I have the executable run that was uh, used to, 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 to make this Tor connection. I have some mappings to MITRE that apply, apply to what we're seeing, but I also have the ability to build in response. Right here in the system, I can take that Tor executable and I can add it to what we call a custom detection. That blocks this thing from running. It will quarantine it from its place on disk, not just for this host, but for every system that ever sees this, sees this executable. It prevents it from future downloads and removes it from any place it already exists. This view is, again, called device trajectory. It gives me a legend, a way to see what happened, again, from the moment we installed the connector so I can slide back in time. I can look at any previous events that may have occurred and see what's been logged. The thing with MITRE attack uh, techniques and tactics that get pinned to this is that now it gives me insight into attacker progression. So I know how they're moving through their attack chain, but I also see attacker intention. What is it that they hope to do? What is their point of success? And if they are successful, what does that mean for me as an analyst so that I can, again, hopefully respond faster? If I know their behavior, I may have the advantage now to be able to respond faster than I have before. So I have the ability to hunt through this data on my own. I can search through device trajectory for observables that would be common, such as file hashes, IP addresses, URLs, domain names, etc. But there's one other thing that I would like to talk to. And it's the fact that we take all the telemetry data you saw and we actually hunt for you. And so secure endpoint customers that come in at what we call Premier, 
Have for them a team of threat hunters that are looking through their telemetry data for them with hypotheses in mind to understand how, again, are attackers progressing through network environments, what tooling are they using, and what are their techniques to accomplish uh, uh, the, 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 the tactics that they, they, they're carrying forward. With those hypotheses in mind, we inspect large data sets. As you saw, there's a lot of data in device trajectory, lots of telemetry. Imagine doing this at scale for thousands of hosts that you manage. Our threat hunters do this for you. And as they continue to press through their hunt strategy, what it does is it ends up presenting key high fidelity events that we say you should start with. So if you're going to start anywhere, you're going to start with SecureX threat hunting events. This is what a threat hunting event brings to bear for us. One, when did the incident start? What's the first thing we saw that matched on our hypothesis timeline? When did we discover it? Meaning, what's the last thing we saw that closed the door and said, yep, that's a real incident and we need to tell our customers about that? Again, MITRE tactics and techniques from the attack framework that help to understand intention and progression of attackers, but also a summary. What do we recommend? What do we first tell you that happened on this host? We see that a malicious word dot came in from a phishing email. And we know that because the endpoint gives us insight like where was this file on disk? And we get to see that this was opened by a word by, by Microsoft Word. So I see the connection points that only come from an endpoint. I observe behavior. So I see the Word document drop to VBS scripts. A scheduled task was created that uses a trusted application. I mentioned PowerShell earlier, something we cannot block. I can't remove certutil.exe from your Windows host, but I can observe its behavior for unusual things. I can see where it's co-opted into bad behavior. I can watch for execution of those dropped scripts and other behavior points that we're able to log because, again, we watch without regard to disposition. Secondly, what can you do? Well, there's some remediation steps. I've talked about some of these already. Isolation. We can knock that host off the network so that it doesn't get to talk to anyone else and begin to try to reduce proliferation of the threat itself. Forensics investigation, forensic snapshots leads to that so that I have insight into what's happening with users and other activities on that particular host. And then uh, based upon the threat type itself, and this is probably the way most of us go who do security, we're probably going to grab that system and re-image it, take it off the network and give our users something else to use so that they can get back to productivity. If ever needed, Cisco Talos has incident response services that are available and uh, they can actually jump into any incident or event of any type and help to, uh, to walk back from that again, hopefully faster than ever because they have data such as this. Now I'm going to juxtapose this data with what you just saw a moment ago. You saw lots of data in device trajectory. You saw lots of unknown processes. You saw lines connecting to other lines. And there's data there that can be used to hunt on your own. But if our threat hunters have uncovered something for you, they take all of that telemetry and bring to this timeline the key system, the key events on this system that match to that summary we just read through. Right. So now we've got WinWord executing. So that means that I got a Word document coming up. I see VBS scripts being dropped on this host. I can see now a scheduled task created that calls cert util at some later time. So I'm now seeing things like the dropper. I see execution. I see persistence and on and on and on through the timeline. Again, if I need to, I can take the context provided and take action. Just as you saw me pivot to go through and take action for uh, a simple custom detection, blocking on that Tor executable. I can do that for any file of concern and I can uh, I can drop that quickly into a block list or quarantine list. If I want to extend this even further and use the power of SecureX, now I have the ability to do other things outside of the endpoint. 
have the ability to talk to other systems, have the ability to investigate inside of SecureX to see what threat response would show me, and particularly maybe even take actions with some of the other tools that Doug and Dinkar have built integrations with that are not inside of the Cisco ecosystem itself. So that's been a view of Cisco Secure Endpoint and how it enables response hopefully faster than ever before. You can stop by Cisco.com and check out videos and recordings that show even how we use Attack IQ as a part of testing out technology and giving good security efficacy and insight to our customers. Awesome. Thanks, Eric, Doug, and Dinkar for all your presentation, all your information today on Cisco and the various ways they're implementing the threat-informed defense approach and, and really utilizing the MITRE ATT&CK and, and other various methodologies to quickly and, and easily help defenders and blue teams identify those risks. So again, my name is Corey Setliff with Attack IQ, and thanks for your time and attention today. Everyone have a great session.